Okay, episode seven. We're rocking. We've got Blake Sorensen, Blake's seed based, and we've got Chris Kupolis, Blue Grace Logistics. Uh, Blake, let's talk bars. Let's talk about them. I've had one. I just got sent a, a package. Appreciate that. They're delicious. But let's let you tell us a little bit about the company, the brand. How did it get started? Sure, and appreciate you having me on, Mark. You're uh, doing amazing things with your platform. But uh, yeah, we're out of Chicago. We make snack bars and protein bars made out of seeds and fruit and seeds and chocolate. Um, the background is pretty simple. I have a deathly nut allergy, so really couldn't eat any bar in the market. So in grad school in uh, 2018, I kind of solved my own problem, started making products for myself in the kitchen and realized there was a pretty big market for it. Um, so we're mainly um, in the Midwest. We're in about a thousand stores in the Midwest. And then a big portion is also online. Um, and yeah, again, been around about a two, two years. Now you, you've been around two years. Give us the framework on how you even get something like that started. I, I've, I've seen touched felt the bar. Um, yeah. They look so clean. Um, Immediately, you're struck, of course, by the seeds within it. I think that's a huge differentiating factor, especially because I'm a, I am a bar guy. I eat this way um, right. in terms of snacking and things like that. Uh, how, how did you find the particular, let's say, co-packer? How did you start uh, that process? So it's pretty difficult because our um, one of our value props is we have to make it in a certified nut-free and certified gluten-free and top eight facility. So I, mean, I probably visited 20 different facilities. Um, until I found one that could, you know, fit what we needed. But, but a lot of it was reaching out to contacts, talking to competitors, um, Google. Eventually, the uh, co-packer we found, I found on Google and uh, cold called. Okay, I like that. And, and that I've had that conversation. Uh, so you, you go in for anybody listening uh, who wants to start a food company. That, that's, a, that's a big one that people don't realize can happen. Uh, now, it's what's said on the phone that's very important the confidence the bravado that you've got to provide uh, when you are looking to start a project so that that you're not just that other guy or gal who called and thinks they have an idea right i'm assuming you knew what it is you were looking for uh, what your your mission was your intent uh providing real confidence for that co-packer to even have a, have a long conversation with you Totally. Um, so, you know, we gave them the game plan of, you know, what we thought our production was going to be and what our sales were going to be. And then, as you know, Mark, they came back with, here's our minimum. Um, and I was a, you know, poor grad school student. The minimum was the $30,000 run. Um, so ultimately didn't have that. We ended up doing a Kickstarter um, where we got $30,000 in pre orders and then went back to the factory and said, hey, there's people want this product. Um, and that's actually how we launched the brand. Like that. Uh, and that, that's going to be helpful for some people, especially because we can transition this into the money part, uh, which I've done a few times. It's the most important part. People don't realize food and beverage is expensive uh, and uh, probably five times more than you think it is. And then even maybe five times more than that. How did you transition from that type of fundraising effort into really fundraising? Are you uh, going to friends and family and how much money have you raised if you're allowed to talk about that? Uh, that sort of uh, a topic. 
Yeah, so we, we did about 30,000 uh, through Kickstarter. Uh, and then, you know, from that, we kind of launched the business, had some initial sales. Uh, um, and then since we've done two convertible notes in the last two years, so we've raised just over a million bucks. Um, and then we'll do, a, we'll do an equity round later this year. Um, and we've, we've raised it from angel investors, uh, mainly throughout the Midwest. Cool, cool. A million bucks, folks. Uh, very important to understand that. Um, very yeah it uh, <laughs> I, I'll leave with a million a million bucks is just the start yeah uh, so everybody who's listening to this understands that this is uh, this is real money we're talking about um, and it, it is again it, it's not an inexpensive business you need money to not just start a food and beverage uh, brand uh, but there t there takes a lot more money to uh, not just sustain it but to build it um, so from there, and then talking about potentially raising at the end of this year, we did just have a, a, a hiccup, as they would say. Uh, we're it, we're still in a hiccup, um, not to, to to you know to be light about it, but hopefully we're seeing an end to it. Uh, I like that optimism play, as most would know me. Um, but let's talk about how that does affect a brand like yours. Could you give us what it's looked like? Uh, from the beginning of March, let's say to now, it's about to be the beginning of May. How has it affected you, 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 your company, your team, your brand? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so yeah, I would say kind of taking a step back, we were expecting to, to triple the business this year. And a lot of that was driven by retail expansion. Um, it had a lot of sets, just came out with new packaging. We're super excited. Um, you know, really, this is where we're going to set a lot of different retailers. And as you know, Mark, a lot of things are on pause. Um, so we've kind of taken a step back and said, let's control what we can control. Let's, you know, maximize our online sales, uh, food service, as you know, is uh, pretty much paused at the moment. And then I'll, let's also look at the accounts we're in um, and, and maximize those and service those the best we can uh, to get our velocities going. So, you know, it's a, it's a definite hiccup, but again, nothing we can do. Things are going to come back. Um, uh, so we're just kind of putting things off a few months and controlling what we can control right now. I like it. You, you got to stay positive, uh, show that optimism and fight through this. Uh, totally. I like to kind of defer over to the, the, the wartime CEO, you know, yeah. put the plane on, dude, and just yeah. get there. Um, let's talk about 12 months from now, since that's a nice segue. Um, this sort of plays itself out. I say another 30, 60 days to figure things out across the across the country, people start getting back out there. Uh, those meetings that you may have had are now getting set up, let's say for Q3, Q4, um, fundraising starts occurring again. What does uh, Blake's seed based look like in 12 months from now? Yeah, so a lot of it we hope will, will come from retail. Um, we're at about a thousand doors right now. We're being strategic about our growth. We're going to the right retailers, but um, you know, there's a clear path to being in, say, roughly 3,000 doors in, in 12 months. Um, and then just continuing to uh, hone our, our online acquisition, both on Amazon and our website. Uh, those are the, the two big goals for us. I like it. Yeah, everybody needs to focus on direct-to-consumer. They should have been uh, focused on direct-to-consumer before this. Um, totally. E even more so now, I think it's a, a good reminder 
Um, you know, for, for us, we really try to target 20%, if, if possible, 20%. I'd like to raise that number as far as the percentage of our uh, overall gross revenue. Is that a target that, that you would say you guys are looking for? Yeah, I mean, right now we're about 50-50. Um, and, you know, we would love to keep that, but we'll start to skew more towards, you know, retail. Um, and eventually it'll be somewhere 80-20 yeah, around there. Cool. I like it. To leave us, leave us with a little, a little, a little uh, segue here on what does really differentiate you uh, on that shelf? You know, I can picture the bar shelf right now uh, at retail. Um, I know it very well because I frequent it. It, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a nutritional shop or, you know, a, a whole, you know, a natural grocer uh, in my area. That's where I that's where I end up on the daily. So what, what is what is the big key driver for you? So the, the big thing is really the ingredients. Um, you look at the bar set, you know, there's really no no bars that just really hone feature their seeds. Seeds are the number one ingredient in our product. Um, and, you know, we have new packaging. You can see the product. It, it looks pretty and you can see it's real ingredients. So it's the ingredients and it's also the fact that it's top eight dollars and free. In most main sets, we're the only bar that's free of the major allergens. And all that means is almost everyone can eat the product. Uh, so those are the two big things that, you know, we really like to um, communicate to our customers. Awesome, man. Uh, well, I've had them. They're delicious. And I, I'm not just saying that. I actually believe it. So uh, I really hope uh, nothing but the uh, success for you, your group, uh, your team. Um, and with that said, we get to move to Chris. Cupolas. <laughs> Close. Blue Grace Logistics. Uh, I know who you are. I think we're talking freight. Give us a little bit about you and your company. Uh, who uses it and why? For sure, yeah. Uh, so I'm Chris Cupolas. I work for Blue Grace Logistics. So we're a transportation management firm. You know, we focus on North American, less than truckload, truckload and intermodal. Uh, and the big difference is we're not just focused on sending out quotes and getting you the cheapest rate. It's really about managing the transportation network. So what we do is we try and focus on four areas of your business from a tactical standpoint. What are your processes like? How are you executing things day to day? What KPIs or metrics are you tracking and how you're tracking them? Then we also look at your internal systems, technology. You know, what are you using to manage your orders? Do you have an ERP system? Are you using Excel or um, you know, things like that to see how can we can implement some technologies to automate a lot of your process, which builds a lot of scale and leverage for emerging brands. Then we focus with all that data on the financial aspect, right? We want to build cost to serve models by customer. So when your sales team's going in, you really understand your profitability and the full, you know, cost to serve a specific customer, as well as understanding like the variances that happen within transportation uh, and understanding really how to allocate those costs. And then finally, we focus on the strategic or the executive side, right? Where we want to understand your procurement strategy. We understand where you're looking to grow your business over the next couple of years and build your brand, whether that's moving to new 3PL facilities across the country or things like that, just to understand from a data perspective, you know, what are the financial impacts of making those strategic moves? So, so you know, companies that really work well with us are companies that are looking to build a scalable or, or lean model. You know, we all know emerging brands, everyone's wearing multiple hats. So if we can kind of outsource part of that to help eliminate uh, freight from being a headache in your day, it's really helpful for companies. And also organizations that are looking to utilize data to make business decisions 
and who are extremely focused on making every dollar they have to spend in transportation work for them in different ways. So, you know, we have a full gamut of, of customers. I specialize in the CPG world, was lucky enough to be honored by Inbound Logistics as a rock star of food and beverage supply chain last year. Um, so yeah, if, if anyone wants to start a conversation or just talk about your business, you know, send me an email or, or a message on LinkedIn and be happy to learn a little bit more and hopefully give you some insights. All right, I like it. Now to close, uh, because of what's happening right now and uh, even uh, for us, I've noticed that freight has dropped significantly. You want to leave us with a little uh, a snapshot of what we should be seeing out there in terms of quotes? Yeah, it's all supply and demand, right? So it's a market. So right now, capacity is stringent. So you're seeing a lot of people who can get extremely low rates on truckload. You'll see slight reductions on LTL because fuel is down a little bit, but not as much. Uh, but it is a perfect time to go out to a bid if you're trying to get carrier pricing in the LTL world. Now is the best time I've seen in the last five years. I like it. Blake, Chris, really enjoyed having you both on. I wish you nothing but the best. Take care. Be safe. Peace. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.